We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Hey everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the official sports book of Rotoviz Radio. I, and I can't say as always, am your host since I've taken a two-week hiatus, uh, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades. And the boys are back in town, uh, Nathan and Dan, both on the show. We are here, we are back. I missed last week, uh, the whole house was sick and not fun and... Yeah, death, uh, death to everyone, but we are back. In this- Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. This is fun. I'm here. Everyone. I got yeah, dark you, quick. You know, you know what's fun? Um, I was named uh, Employee of the Month uh, by myself at Rotoviz and the Nice <laughs> Trade Cast because I have been running the show the last two weeks, just, you know, doing all the work. Eric has been slacking. So, you know, he, he, he values his real job, his full time job over this. I am on the grind every day for you, Rotovisers. 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, basically I've just been sitting on a beach collecting paychecks for this podcast, Nathan. So I, thanks for all the hard, hard work, man. <laughs> right. For no, sure. I, I appreciate the work both of you guys do because I really don't do anything at, at all. Um, so it actually works out perfect because I can't ever <laughs> employ in a month, but I also can't be blamed for a show being bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Nathan, the two of us can take glory in the fact that we actually do something for this podcast, whereas Dan just shows up. C's get degrees, man. C's get degrees. The bare minimum. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, well, week nine of football is in the books. Well, okay, mostly in the books, with the exception of the Monday night game, which we're, when the show premieres, it will be in the books. But uh, uh, we are, uh, we made it through another week. I mean, it's it's playoff time now, boys. We're getting close. Uh, you should definitely know if your team is uh, a contender or pretender. Obviously, there's some of those, you know, like four and five teams or five and four teams after this week where you might not really know and you're just kind of playing it. But at that point, unless you have a really high point total, you should probably just kind of pack it in or, or try to be annoying and, and take out some people on your way to the playoffs. But yeah, this is this is the exciting time. This is what we uh, this is what we do this for. No, 100 uh, percent. Sorry. Go ahead, Nathan. We always talk about knowing your league format, and um, I'm in a 10-team league with Dan, and this is my first 10-team dynasty league. And so, like, throughout the entire season, like, my team hasn't been very good, but, like, as of late, they've gotten hot, and I, I snuck into, like, the sixth seed. And so I was texting with Russell Clay, who's my co-manager. I'm like, yo, bro, we're going to sneak into the playoffs here. And he's like, and there's only four teams that, in the playoffs. Uh, you know that there's only four teams in the playoffs. I'm like, damn it! I thought we <laughs> thought we were going to the playoffs. <laughs> well, you, I mean, there's still time, Nathan. There's still time to sneak in there and pull off a super sneaky it's, mediocre it's one performance. One of those like, where the, the top four teams have like a two game lead on on the five and six seed. So not not much of a chance for me there. Yeah, my team's falling apart quickly there, though. You're you're gonna sneak in. It's gonna be me that that gets it. I just it's how it works. My teams always fall apart. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let me, uh, before we get into the show, remind everybody they can get a listeners only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL podcast homepage. Uh, that's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access uh, to all of our NFL content and uh, supports this podcast. So uh, if you haven't done that yet, make sure you do that for playoff time when, uh, when, all, the, when all the games actually count. Uh, and you can contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com and uh, Twitter at rotovizradio. Also, I want to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors. They uh, they support this podcast. Mentioned them at the head of the show, and that's mybookie.ag. Uh, we've been talking about them for weeks and weeks now. So, if, but yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out mybookie.ag, uh, they're really great. They're still running. Uh, they're still running a deposit bonus, uh, only fifty percent. So, if you missed out on the hundred uh, percent, that's bad on you, man. Uh, that's bad on you. So, if you uh, and also rather, uh, you can also get a twenty five dollar casino chip. So, uh, that promo code is Tradecast. Uh, so. Like I said, if you're a longtime gambler or you are brand new to gambling uh, on sports, uh, I would highly implore you to check out my bookie uh, if you haven't yet. Uh, get that 50%, get that $25 casino chip, use the promo code TRADECAST. Remember, visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay, guys, well, let's, uh, let's dive into the show format here. Uh, I put up a poll on Twitter, and it's a... Uh, it's a sad one. Uh, it, it is uh, it is just the ghost of, of football past, of, of future stardom. Uh, Dynasty ADP sunk to new lows. I don't know. I, I'm going to stop using uh, hyperbole here. It is Martavis Bryant versus Josh Gordon. I think it's going to get ugly quick. Uh, it, it, you know what's funny, though? It might end up being like a 50-50 
um, until we see Josh Gordon actually get reinstated um, or we actually see Martavis become part of an actual game plan because they said they, they're going to, but I don't know. Juju's lighting it up. So this, this, could, uh, this could get ugly for all parties involved. Yeah, I mean, I still think for whatever reason, Twitter is just outright enamored with Josh Gordon. Anytime, actually, the Dynasty community in general, um, but Dynasty Twitter is just—they just can't help themselves. They uh, they can't stop loving him. They can't quit him. I quit Josh Gordon a while ago, um, but <laughs> I do, I do have him stashed on a couple of Dynasty rosters just just for the sake of it. But I think that this poll and its closeness that I think like. I agree with Dan. I think it's going to be close, maybe 55, 45, either way. I, I think that it represents how high the Gordon can rise after just one bit of news. Granted, it's a huge piece of news that he's conditionally reinstated and is likely going to play in the beginning of December. Uh, but I, I think that it's just a, a one arrow going up and one arrow continuing to go down with Juju Smith-Schuster emerging in Pittsburgh and Martavis not getting traded at the trade deadline. So uh, I, I think that, I mean, if we're talking strictly – who I think is the better NFL wide receiver. I think it's Josh Gordon for sure, but he was that good NFL wide receiver four years ago. Who knows if he's still that? Yes, he might still be ripped as Rambo, as Dan mentioned before we started recording. But <laughs> Which you've Rambo never two. seen before, Rambo mind you. You've two, never seen Rambo. Rambo one. I mean, he was all cut up in Rambo two. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll lean Gordon here, but I, I think that more, more likely than not, neither of these guys are going to be significant assets on 90s rosters. Yeah, I, I think that that hits the nail on the head, Nathan, is there is there's a solid chance that whichever side of this deal you take, it doesn't matter. And both are so cheap right now, although I'm sure the Josh Gordon hype train, I can hear it in the distance, is starting. Uh, but they're still both very cheap. So if you really want to have an all-suspended team, uh, you can go out and purchase these two. Uh... Okay, let's dive into week nine. Um uh, I guess we'll just start right off the bat. So trade deadline wrapped up uh, the day after we did our show last time. So it's a little bit of old news, but stuff that I think is is pretty interesting to discuss in, in a dynasty format. So um, two big ones, but I guess let's just start with Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin traded to the Bills. Um, what are we thinking of this? Uh, the original dynasty Mima is now a Bill. Was was big ones uh, a lead up as like a fat joke for Kelvin Benjamin? Is that is that what you were going with oh. there? I will not stand here and let you fat shame Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> uh, it was it was a weird uh, couple of days on Twitter. You you heard about all of the Tyrod doesn't throw it into tight windows and Kelvin can't separate. It doesn't matter. It's a target for him to throw to. He needs bodies. I mean, we're we're finally getting to see some Zay Jones targets. Jordan Matthews, I don't even think is has hands at this point. I think they've actually been chopped off. His sternum still yeah. is shattered. And Ping pieces. pong paddles now. Ping pong paddles. <laughs> I think they're actual bricks. They they sewed on a couple of bricks. Um, I, I think this is good for all parties involved. It, it seemed it seemed almost like Kelvin's stay in Carolina was just like, all right, get the heck out of here. We want Funches, we want McCaffrey, and we get Greg Olson back soon. So I think it, it's going to work out better for them, and it gets Buffalo. I mean, considering what Buffalo did by getting rid of Sammy Watkins and I mean Robert Woods in the off season as well. It's, you know, it, it kind of, it was a reverse move for them, but it helped considering the current roster as it was. So I think, I think it helps Kelvin Benjamin's, um, his status just a little bit. I, I don't think we can really move him up, but we're definitely not moving him down because he's got to be the top target there. Yeah, I guess let me ask this question because Nathan, and I'll toss to you, Nathan, is dynasty value wise. I mean, this has to do very good things for the Funches 
dynasty value. Um, but does it, I mean, does it really impact the Kelvin Benjamin value uh, or is it continue, is it going to continue to trend down with this trade? As far as Funchess, I, I think that obviously the biggest, biggest thing for him has been, he's been playing good football. And so that has increased his dynasty value. And then the Panthers show, okay, we can trust this guy as a number one, even if it's not like a pass heavy wide receiver offense, he's the number one in Carolina. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, I think that the bills are going out and acquiring him shows two things. I thought initially that it was like, okay, we're giving up on Zay Jones. Not, not to like, Oh, they're going to cut Zay Jones. But I was like, Oh, you know, this is definitely isn't good news for him, but yeah, he's not a wide receiver one. Right. No, No, I'm saying Zay Jones, which people were like speculating. He could be the the wide receiver one after the Watkins trade. I think that that's out the window. I mean, I don't see why it's out the window. Benjamin's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So, uh, I mean, there's no guarantee that he returns. I know, obviously, when you give up a pick, there should be plans of re-signing the guy. But if Zay Jones outplays Benjamin, they might think, okay, let's let's keep Zay Jones. And I mean, I'm not saying that they'd have to dump him if they kept Benjamin, but I, I think that there are there are uh, a number of outcomes that could be Benjamin not staying in Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's let's talk about the second deal, uh, and that is Jay Ajayi. It was traded to the. Uh, was was traded to the Eagles and and Nathan I I sent you a very drunk tweet uh, over the weekend uh, that made no sense uh, trying to trying to come down on you for Kenyon Drake and uh, he went over over a hundred in that game. Well, we can we can we can wait for my victory lap on Drake. That's later on the rundown. So let's, <laughs> yeah, let's no, 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 it's not going to be. There's no victory lap yet. We're, we're not even going to allow it. It's yeah, not let's get out of here. What are you talking about? He scored 19 points on on the front of a. Sunday night slate. So he's he awesome. scored as many points as Terrence back. Williams did. <laughs> Who cares about Terrence Williams? He's so can you, can you I'm just saying that's irrelevant in one game. Can you right, let's... go? Um, and a JJ, I actually like the fit in Philly. I, I mean, basically he's a better running Legarrette Blunt who can catch. So I think that he pretty much gets rid of any value for Blunt once he you know is comfortable with the playbook and can play you know 60 70 percent of snaps. Uh, so I, I do like the, the landing spot for Ajayi because it's obviously going from Ryan Tannehill to Carson Wentz and how well Wentz is playing now. That's a huge quarterback upgrade. Okay, let me ask Dan a question then. Um, does this trade of Ajayi put him back in the second overall ADP value that he had in the offseason? What? I'm just second, kidding. Of course it does. Second so overall? Like second round overall. <laughs> you mean well, second according, round? According to a, a, a dynasty mock – for the month of November I did uh, this week, uh, courtesy of uh, Mr. Ryan McDowell. Um, I don't remember who made the pick, and I'm not going to um, podcast shame them, but he went at 211, uh, and this was pre... Jajahi? <laughs> this was pre-trade. Um, 211. Uh, I, I was very confused. I'm still confused why anyone would take uh, Jay, just another guy, at 211. Um, but Nathan's right. I mean, being in that Philly offense is huge that they've been, they've been unbelievable this year. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Uh, it'd be really nice if, if that line was completely healthy, but obviously it's not really hurting them at all. Um, I I agree with Nathan. It's, it's an upgrade from blunt does a lot of the same things, but he can catch some passes. I still think they want to keep Wendell Smallwood a little bit in the mix because he does do some nice things. It's kind of a change of pace guy. Yeah. His his snap count fell completely off. After Corey Clement. Oh, yeah, that's right, Clement. I, I forgot about Clement. 
Um, yep. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll stick with Clement there then. I, I was really surprised when he scored three touchdowns, something crazy. I mean, it was a little fluky, but I mean, yeah, it was. They were just they were just slacking that poor right. Bron- Broncos team. Also, that dude runs. And I tweeted this out. Uh, I don't think it was last week. He runs like a doofus. You ever seen him run? <laughs> Jesus. Hashtag not. At, yeah, make sure you uh yeah, if you at Corey Clement and tell him that he runs like a doofus, that'd do be it. great. I think I said that about him when he was in college too. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, that 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 backfield's kind of weird, but that team's doing so well that I think they're all probably gonna get their own. Um I, I don't know that Blunt will get much anymore. I think I think like Nathan said, he's just gonna probably be relevant when Ajayi's I mean, you can almost count him out for a couple more games for the rest of the year because he's gonna get hurt because that's what he does. Um, but yeah, it's a great fit. Okay, well, I'm still not a Jai guy, but yeah, it definitely moves him up. With with the trades, because um, I think I think value wise, Benjamin, it sounds like we're not really moving the needle at all. I mean, Ajayi had no touchdowns before he got traded, so I think he got one this week. Is there? I mean, did the value tick? I mean, I joke about him going back to the second round overall of startups, which I don't think is a reasonable expectation. Uh, but I mean, this has to tick him up somewhat, right? Eric, you keep on say, saying second overall, second round startup pick. Well, second whatever, whatever, Nathan, whatever. Second overall <laughs> round. Um, I, that, I, I, there's no way you can get him up that high. I don't even, maybe fourth round. I, I don't, yeah. I don't honestly don't know. I think he's still young enough. Um, and obviously being in this offense helps a lot. The Ajayi truthers are going to go crazy. They're going to want to value him in that second round. Um, but it's just, he's a tough guy for me to evaluate just because of that knee. And I know, Oh, it's, that was however many years ago, but he keeps getting hurt and it's just, it, it, he keeps getting setbacks. That's the one fallback that I have. It was never been the talent. It's always been that knee. Yeah. And, and if you do talk yourself into taking uh, JJ in that third round, I think that will definitely go back to maybe early fifth, mid fifth. Once you input the 2018 rookies. So that's definitely something that happens in ADP at the beginning of the offseason every year is that, you know, people start to cool on veterans. And that'll be the case uh, with the Jai, especially if people are concerned about the Eagles bringing in a rookie running back. Okay. Well, let's move on. Uh, I'll go ahead and skip over Josh Gordon unless you guys have any more takes you want to give. I mean, valuation wise, what is he creeping back into the third round valuation right now? <laughs> Josh, I, th- I think you'd have to give a second. You'd have to give a second. To oh, you're talking. I mean, this is just so. It's so outrageous that no, no, yeah, I'm not talking about overall startup. But it's still <laughs> it's so cool. outrageous that this is I'm like his value just creeps. Like good one good blurb, and suddenly he's over the second round draft pick. It's just like we're all on pins and needles. Like it's like I feel like we're in the Truman Show, and Josh Gordon is Truman, and it's like we're all just like <laughs> just dancing around him whenever he does anything. Uh, that's that's really good, actually. I like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going out and buying, but if people are like, Oh, I want to sell while this window's open, you know, I, I mean, I'm throwing an early third or maybe a late second at it. Cause those are dart throws as it is. There's no way you're going to get me to give up like a top 18 pick. Um, but if, if I can get him for something later than that, I might take a shot depending on the squad that I'm looking at. You know, if I need some wide receiver depth or just, you know, have, have an overabundance of picks and I, I need someone with some real upside that, that's probably the best kind of dart you can throw. We just have to hope that he gets back to even a little bit of what he was because he was, I mean, he was a superstar at, at one point. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around this. I mean, I, I was on the Josh Gordon train at one point. I'm, I'll go down with the ship. Bye. Bye Felicia. <laughs> but if you have him, you can't, I mean, if you have him, I don't think you can sell him for a third. Like you've held on this right. long. Like yeah, you might you as well see it to the end. 
you can't hold on for three years and 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 just kind of okay well time to get out now i mean you've had plenty of opportunities to drop him there was plenty of times (laughs) where it seemed like he had no no chance of coming back right but those little blurbs keep coming out and it's just it's like giving it's like giving a little bit of a crack rock to a crackhead occasionally and oh i gotta keep getting my fix I mean, if, if there's a second good blurb, Twitter, I don't know if you know this or not, he skyrockets right to a first-round pick, immediately valued right there, if there's a second nice blurb about him. So look out. Oh, the reinstatement will get him to like a late first, early second. If, so if he ridiculous. actually gets reinstated, if he actually gets reinstated, he will absolutely get into that valuation because of what he was. Yeah, if he plays, I'll, I'll say not reinstated, I'll say if he plays on the NFL football field in 2017 and scores a touchdown, instantly worth a late first. Yeah, and if he scores two touchdowns, people are giving away Saquon Bar- Barkley for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Nathan, I have in the in the notes here that it's your victory lap, so let's move on right now to Goff and Wentz. Um, <laughs> I did, and you want to take one quick victory lap for Drake? You want to just just well, keep I it? Already, I already took it that I was you know acquiring him for late seconds, early thirds uh, during rookie draft season this year. And that is clearly paying off as he's the number one running back in that Dolphin offense, which is still a terrible offense. That's why I talked about with JHIA getting out of that offense. But Drake is a guy who's going to be able to get the receiving production. It's going to make some big plays. So, uh, but that's, he's a guy is that's he going to be a, a start in deeper flex leagues. So, is he? Uh, is is he going to? I mean, the Dolphins are going to go draft another running back next year, right? Like they're not. This is not their solution at running they, back. Right? They spent some draft capital on him. Was he a second round pick in the NFL draft? Yeah, he, I mean, oh no, I understand he, he, he was. He but... was an, he was an early third, and he was the third running back taken after Todd Gurley, Melvin. Gurley. Right, that's what it was. Third, third overall. Okay, so I mean, they, they they've got a little bit invested in him, and they really haven't seen anything until now. You know, Ajayi's been there. Lamar Miller was there. Uh, was that there? Was there overlap there? I don't know if there was overlap. Yeah, there. whatever. No. Yeah, there was there was overlap. Miller was there. No, Drake Drake was a rookie last year, wasn't he? Right. No. Okay. Um, but still, you know, no, Ajayi was there, not. and they weren't they weren't going to take Ajayi out for for Kenyon Drake. But now we get to see him. Um, you know, Damian Williams is is I mean, he's a good NFL player. I don't know that he's you know I don't know that he's the the guy there, but uh, they seem to want to give him most of the work. Uh, but Drake showed to be able to do more with what the touches he was given. Uh, I think I think it's probably just going to be a committee type situation unless one of them truly takes off. Um, I don't think that would be Damian Williams. I think Kenyon Drake has a better opportunity to do that. I think he can do more um, than than Damian Williams. But you know, honestly, those guys are both probably I'm definitely rosterable, and I, I think it might even be startable some weeks depending on matchups because they're they're probably going to both get a decent number of touches. Um, and people will say, well, Ajayi couldn't do anything there. Well, it seemed like Ajayi didn't really want to be there. And, and that, uh, you know, they, they maybe didn't want him to be there as much as he didn't want to be there. And it just kind of all moved on. So yeah, British guys hate Miami. It's a well-known fact. <laughs> I mean, they traded him ask, for, me, for me, a shuckle. So let me, let me, um, let me circle this thing back around to what our show is all about. And that's dynasty value. Cause I think Drake's an interesting discussion point for, uh, what his values at right now, uh, because prior to this happening, he was a third, fourth round pick, I think, um, with Ajayi on the roster and him not doing squat. What did his value shoot to with the, with the Ajayi trade? I don't think he's a guy that you're going to see a move very often because those who have him invested in early to mid second, and I think yeah. that would be the absolute max that you could get for him right now. So I didn't take him in that early to mid second just to sell him two years later for the same thing. So. 
Uh, I think that he won't be moved unless he has another couple good games and then someone forks over a late first. Okay. Would you be willing to sell your beloved Kenyon Drake for a first? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's I, – I don't think you can hang on to him for even an, even an early, early second. I think you, you might have to bail on. But like Nathan said, if you were invested in into him as, a, as an early second or a mid-second, it doesn't make a ton of sense to just – you know, get your cash back and, and walk away. It's not a, you know, it's not a very good investment for your team. Um, I, I think if you could go out and get him for a late second, I think that would be absolutely a good idea, at least for the time being. Um, I, I think he can bring you some, as we make the playoff run here, I, I think he could be of real use to you, um, especially as we get to these last couple of bye weeks, you need to solidify your team, get a couple more wins on your way into the playoffs, get yourself a good seed. He's one of those guys that can do it. I, I think, I think he's definitely, you know, R, maybe like a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. So, you know, go get him if you can get him for a late second, early third. Yeah, and I, I think that window's closed, but definitely worth shopping around. Unless Nathan's in your league, then I already know I'm not touching Kenyon Drake. Yeah, so, no chance. No, no chance. chance. Uh, he's He covets it uh, just, just ridiculously. Okay, let's move on to um, a quarterback we thought was washed out. And a quarterback that Dan still insists is not good. No, uh, no, that is no. Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Wait, are you backing off this? I no, think so. I think Carson Wentz is bad. Train. <laughs> so uh, Adam, uh, well, Sticky from DLF. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm just going to call him Adam. <laughs> um, I think it's Zykus, maybe. Um, so he sent out a tweet about uh, being wrong about uh, Alvin Kamara. So I, you know quoted it and said oh we're gonna do this today all right i was wrong about carson wentz he's good i didn't expect him to take i didn't expect him to take a step into like top 10 quarterback status i figured he'd get better this year i didn't think he'd make the progression that he did he is i mean he's lights out right now obviously the 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 touchdowns are a little bit unsustainable I, i don't think that's even close to being able to maintain but he's doing it and he's looking good while doing it just tearing teams up now he's got an offense around him. He's got a solid offensive line, and I don't think there's any coming back from it. I think you have to have him comfortably in like that top five or six dynasty quarterback. I know a lot of people have him at like two or three right now because yeah. of the injuries and whatnot. I've heard some rumblings of one overall as well. Yeah, you're not going to get me there um, because I'd still prefer Dak uh, at this point. But I'm, you know, Dak's always been my guy ever since uh, he took over for Romo. That preseason game, he was my guy. I claimed him as my guy. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, you were the only one. You were the only person to like Dak, Dan. Yeah, I was the only person. He was mine at that point. But yeah, Wentz. Where were you uh, during the draft? Damn it! All right, let Nathan uh, talk to me about. Uh, I guess I guess elaborate if you could on on your thoughts on Wentz, and then let's pivot to golf. All right, uh, Wentz. Uh, like Dan, he's a guy that I, I doubted during the draft process. Doubted, you know, coming out of the small school and being a guy that didn't start until his midway through his second year. So, I. I, I, you got to love Wentz right now in the offense that, he, that he's in with Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar is having a resurgence. Uh, yeah. The last week's episode, is Nelson Aguilar legit? I believe he is. Uh, it so, appears he is, yes. Yeah, so I, I think that Wentz, he's a guy that is going to be on – I think we talked about this last week where he's in the argument along with the Watson, the Dak, the James Winston, which I'm – I'm no, getting get James, lower and lower on Winston. Get James the entire by. hell out of there. Not even, not even in the conversation. Mariota, yes. Winston, get him out. That's crazy. We're here. I mean, when people were buying Winston, I mean, I know that I sold Winston for Aaron Rodgers in a piece in the league that I play in two QB. Nathan, 
Yeah, you, you gave up Deion Kane, who's going to be a very good NFL wide receiver and a Debbie spot. So there you go. I did indeed. And then he got hurt, and I'm not going to win this year because of it. I had to go make a trade for Keenum and Brissett, and it hurt my brain to get taken <laughs> by Ryan McDowell. <sighs> Ryan, I know you're listening to this. It was a painful trade to make. Uh, all right, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, actually, I, I guess I'll elaborate real quick on Goff and Wentz. Goff seems like the real deal. Uh, I think people are still sleeping on him. Um, if you're not – I mean, I think Goff can be purchased relatively cheap, and that offense looks borderline, dare I say, like prolific. You took – you you take uh, Jeff Fisher out of the offense, and suddenly it's, like, insane. Uh, so, I don't know. I think Goff's a really nice buy right now. Uh, if the guy's not too high on him. And, and you know, really, I, I throwing a couple of feelers out. It just doesn't seem like anybody's really drinking the Kool-Aid too much. Like, nobody's got golf as, like, a top six QB, right? No, no one's no one's super bullish quite at this point. Um, you know, he's been good. I'm not saying he is a top six, for the record. I'm just saying, like, there's some like somebody's obsessed with Wentz so much that he's the first overall, that nobody's even on golf like that. Right, and people have been obsessed with Wentz since the drafts. You know, that's just how ignorant Philadelphia fans are. Um but um, Goff, is, Goff is moving up, man. He, I, I preferred him to Wentz. I still don't really think either one of these guys are going to be very good coming into the NFL last year. But we see what, you know, not having Jeff Fisher being there and, and how good Sean McVay is. Um, yeah. it, that, that team is, has done a complete 180. They're, they're playing some really good football right now. Uh, I think Goff you have to have in that maybe like top 10, 12 range for sure. He's not quite to that Wentz status yet, but I, I think they'll keep progressing, and he might get there by year's end. Okay. What, what would you so guys what do we willing? think of Goff? Sorry, go ahead, Nathan. You're probably going to ask the same yeah. question I was. So what, uh, what, obviously, one QB is basically the price of mid, late second. But what do we think the price for Goff is in Superflex? Because in one league, I offered like a late first and some change and basically got laughed out of, out of the building. So um, how far off would a late first be, do you think, would it take an early first or maybe a mid first and like a mid second? Uh, what, what do you, what would you be willing to deal for golf and what would you uh, be willing to deal him for? Um, you know, buying golf for a mid first is crazy as it sounds in a two, two, uh, two QB league is not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, that puts him in the, uh, what, like third round startup valuation. Uh, hopefully I said that right, Nathan, uh, but <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, I don't know. It seems it seems probably appropriate, especially if this team keeps hanging thirty points on everybody they play this year, uh, and he's producing. He's producing at a really really high level. So um, I don't think your late first and change is really that. It's not offensive. I think that if all of our listeners go out and offered that in their super flex leagues, that at least fifty percent of the people would bite on it. I, I don't think that that's nuts. Uh, so. I, I don't know. I, I think I think that's a fair valuation, but it's probably going to take more to move, to actually move the needle towards like a significant number of people actually accept that trade offer. Yeah, and a lot of it depends on your team makeup, and you know if you're competing, if you need the quarterback now, if it's a future buy. Um, but you know, in, in a vacuum, it's realistically to go to go legitimately buy him. You've got to be it probably just you know just a little bit higher than a mid first, maybe in that one hundred four range uh i i don't i, I really don't know um probably re- realistically to sell he'd probably need anything just after you know 101 or barkley if you want to call it that at this point um I, i'm probably just going to hang on to him unless i can get some some good actual players back rather than draft picks but 
yeah, uh, buy, buy, I'd probably be in that mid first range sell. It's going to have to be high, a high one, uh, or, you know, equivalent in players. Yes. It's, it's crazy. Well, Dan, sorry, go ahead. Dan, Dan, let's get Debbie with it for a second. Uh, is Rosen your QB one right now? No. I'm a Lamar Jackson. I, one, I'm a one, a one B Lamar Jackson, um, Baker Mayfield. So Lamar Jackson or golf? <sighs> Boy, um, I mean, strictly strictly talent based, I'd go Lamar. But knowing that Goff has an offense and a head coach that believes in him, you, you probably have to go Goff at this point. Yeah, I, I'd go Goff as well over my, over my QB one who is Rosen, just because he's in such a great situation with the offensive coordinator offense and Todd Gurley, and then maybe Sammy Watkins next year as well. And Robert, Robert Woods has played very, some very good football this year, so I think he's definitely one of the more underrated assets in Dynasty right now. I, I don't think that you can really trade for Robert Woods right now because, you know, people are in playoff mode. They see, oh, this guy just scored like 26 points for me, so they're not going to deal Woods for anything less than like a late first. So I don't know. You might get somebody who sells high, though, Nathan. I mean, that wouldn't be crazy to me that somebody's like, oh, finally, I can unload Woods here. I mean – like, I mean, if you're just, like, loaded in, like, Woods is, like, your wide receiver eight, then maybe. But I think that typically if you're a playoff team and you're starting Woods on a weekly basis, you're going to not really be selling him right now. I think Woods is legit. I mean, he's he's an every-week starter at this point. I mean, you know, Watkins has that high variance where he could go for 80 and a touchdown, but he'll only have the one catch or maybe two catches. Um, but Woods has been putting up some really solid numbers. And with Goff emerging like this uh, – he seems to be kind of his go-to almost, and obviously Gurley is is Gurley. Um, but it, it, yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough to to even move away from from Woods, especially if you're contending. If you're if you're on the other side of that, though, I mean, get what you can for Woods now because we don't know if you know how this will change in the future. If they bring Watkins back, if Woods is back, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, but yeah, Woods, I think, is an every week starter for the time being. Interesting, interesting. I haven't thought much about Woods at all. I'm not going to lie to you. So uh, that's that's a nice that's a nice kind of like sneakier buy that might not be on other people's radars uh, or listeners' radars because it definitely wasn't on mine. Um, let's pivot over to another uh, stellar young quarterback. Uh, and actually, there's really just it's really just sad. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, had a non-contact contact injury and is out for the season. Uh, tore his ACL uh, in practice uh, this week. I mean. A, it's brutal for the Texans. B, it's brutal just in general because he's, he's legitimately a good dude and he's exciting to watch. Uh, I know I've said I don't necessarily believe his hype is is merited right now, but it's still it's still just highly unfortunate. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and hop into the ring first here and just give my token. Injured players uh, are discounted. In this case, I'm not sure we're going to see much of a discount. Uh, having Watkins been so hyped uh, this season, uh, I think we're going to see him hang right around the same valuation. So I think you're going to see a lot of Watson holding or shifting around. If somebody was a contender, which is highly likely if you had Watson, uh, that they're going to be shifting, trying to get like a piece to win, uh, win the league. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, this is another another thing that we talked about pre-show. And I think that the only way you see a Watson move is if it's a guy who's uh, a team who's competing, particularly in Superflex, and you're just like, all right, I'm going to swap one young quarterback for another. You trade a Watson for a Marriott, or you trade a Watson for a Goff, or maybe even Watson plus for once. So I think that the way Watson gets moved is if it's a contending team and someone's just looking to do a young quarterback swap. 
Yep, that's that's literally was what I was about to say. I think that's the only way you can move him. Otherwise, you've just got to you got to throw him on IR and and hope to get through. Uh, go throw some picks at somebody for for a different quarterback if if that was your guy and you maybe made a move right before the injury to go get him. Um, but yeah, that that whole process was just gross. Especially, it looked like um, there was maybe some doctors and stuff that said that the injury potentially happened um, in the during the game in Seattle. Uh, it was initially injured there, and then it maybe like just popped in practice. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's been disproven yet, but that that just makes the whole process even worse um, because ugh, I just feel bad for the dude because he was doing he was flying so high. Good kid, just yeah, that that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I'm not sure we have a whole lot more to say on this, so uh, let's move on to uh, another topic here and keep the show moving. Uh, Fournette uh, was benched this. Uh, it was like a surprise breaking news that Fournette wasn't going to, he was a surprise inactive. Uh, I don't make much of this. I think it's just the, it's just the ignorant head coach in the NFL, yeah. like slinging his like my way or the highway around. And like, I, I don't know. I just, I just <laughs> fail to believe that Fournette did anything that bad. I think he just broke team policy it's and they Marone, still beat my Bengals. It's Marone flexing. Um, that's, that's all it is. But this again goes to show you that uh, maybe running backs don't matter all that much. Uh, obviously, Leonard Fournette is an elite running back. He's a superstar in the NFL, but that team didn't change at all without him. They, they were still very good. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's nothing to the Fournette thing. It's just a, a one-week blunder. The, the bigger issue is that he's healthy. We need to make sure that foot's right. And um, and they keep an eye on it. Maybe that was part of the suspension. Maybe it was just a low key, like, "Hey, we didn't put you on the injury report. We don't want to lose a draft pick, so we're just gonna we're gonna sit you down, boy." Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, Nathan. There, there we go. Stay woke from Dan. Stay woke. Injury slash suspension. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't discount him in dynasty at all. It's one of those things that's just frustrating that as you know, in Europe in a playoff run, like really, I can't start Fournette right now. So um, yeah, um, more of a frustration than anything. And and as as we've talked about before, uh, frustrated dynasty owners can become panickers. I don't think you're going to get anyone selling low, particularly on Fournette. But I think that if you sent someone offer for Fournette that they laughed off on Saturday, they might take a second look on on Sunday after an immature move of getting suspended. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Um, uh, Mike Evans was suspended for uh, actually let's just let's lump Evans and AJ Green together for uh, boneheaded on the field play. Uh, Evans got suspended for a game and AJ Green did not. He just got ejected from the game. Uh, I assume that's what they viewed as his suspension. Uh, any takeaway here? I mean, I, I just have a tough time getting behind either of these actually being real stories. No, no, I no, I don't think there's any real story to it. It's nice to see some fire from AJ Green. I think he's finally yeah. sick of Marvin Lewis. He's sick of Andy Dalton. Um, that that whole franchise is due for some changes. Um, and you know the, the AJG getting. You know, obviously we're not we're a dynasty podcast, but it was kind of weird to see that AJ didn't get an extra game. I mean, I understand he missed half of it, um, but Evans not getting ejected from the game and then getting suspended was kind of. Bush leaguey. Um, I think he probably should have gotten tossed in the game and then not been suspended. But I mean, that's that's just something you can't really control. But yeah, nothing, nothing to change any values here. It's a, uh, you know, it's athletes getting upset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, the the only takeaway I have is that the Bucks are terrible, and they're just, yes, so. the Bucks are in fact very ungood. 
Very ungood. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some. Uh, well, let's actually let's go to the last point that I'm seeing here and talk about Kareem Hunt. Uh, what is Andy Reid doing this week? Giving him like ten <laughs> carries? What I mean, just it's like it's like Jamal Charles all over again. You can't you can't teach a, a guy like that to you know to change his ways. That's that's going to really, he's going to have those games. He gets he gets his uh, mindset one way and all of a sudden Charkandrick West has like 14 catches for 16 yards and Hunt's just riding the pine. Um you know there there might be something to it behind the scenes but yeah, Kareem Hunt still, you know, you got to put him up in that upper echelon of of running backs. It's it sucks, but you know, that's just part of the Andy <laughs> Andy Reid game. It's he's he makes coaching look pretty difficult sometimes. Yeah, it's really brutal. Yeah, I think that I think that the big takeaway is that some of the, the early season shine that catapulted Cream Hunt into being a top five back, it's definitely faded a bit because you know he isn't scoring the points that he was and he's not winning you games single handedly. So there is definitely a buying opportunity. Out of all the, the buy low opportunities we've talked about in the show, I think that Hunt has the most legitimate one. Not saying that he's gonna return to being that guy that he was week one, week two. But sure. he is but we never thought that was sustainable being... to begin with. No, but I, I think that, you know, people were paying prices like it was sustainable at that point. Yeah. And now we're that far removed from it. And he's had a couple down weeks. So now it, people are not necessarily panicking, but he's definitely viable when he really wasn't before. So, I mean, let's toss around some valuations of prices we would be comfortable paying for Kareem Hunt. Um, if we could go out and purchase a Kareem Hunt, this seems like a great week to do it when uh, his mortality shows up uh, after Andy Reid Andy reads him. Uh, what's what what kind of trade offer would you be sliding into people's DMs with? I, I'd give any first that's not one on one. Yep. You think you think vote. that? I mean, I don't think that's enough to get the job done, though. I don't think one first. I is think it, I think it deal. could. I think if you have a first that looks like one hundred two, one hundred three, maybe you throw in like you know, the 102 and like Mitchell Trubisky and a one QB leader or like just a, a prospect that, you know, is just worth watching that might get it done. But I mean, you'll, you'll, you'd be surprised a, how much people value those, you know, top two, three picks and B uh, how much people are dumb and forget that Kareem Hunt is ridiculously good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Nathan, I mean, Nathan, Nathan talks about it earlier. People like to, like to panic. It's just kind of one of those things, and and Hunt's probably just a little bit gassed. He's probably a little bit banged up. He's not used to life in the NFL, so he's got to catch his breath a little bit. He'll be fine after the bye, I think. He just he just needs to get back. So yeah, go out and offer an, an early first, a non one hundred one, and like Nathan said, throw in something of of you know value that could be seen as you know kind of a nice dart throw, but doesn't really do anything for your team, and it gets you a high end you know high end asset. I think that's just kind of what you have to go do if you really are trying to buy him. Otherwise, you might have to give up, you know, a, a, a mid wide receiver two type, um, and that might not even get it done. It just kind of depends on the owner you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Kareem Hunt right now is a great. There's a great buy window right now, especially if you're like out of it right now. You can if you have that 102, 103, That seems like a really wise purchase um, to to get it done. Uh, you speaking of those, uh, speaking of those draft picks, by the way, Eric, um, why don't we talk about our uh, other sponsored draft and the draft app? It's um, it's they still roll hot and heavy every single week. You still got drafts going on like every minute. Um, it's super fun, you guys. You, if you haven't gone in there, 
Uh, you can use our promo code RV radio and you get a free game when you sign up. So go throw a few bucks in there. You get a free game just to try it out. Uh, the drafts are really cool. It's, you know, you get like 30 second draft timers and you burn through and instead of spending a certain allocation on players like you would with DraftKings or FanDuel, you get to actually do a draft and that's what we all love. Um, so it's really fun. Plus you can do a, there's a, a dream team, um, game format as well where you can just pick who you think the top scores are going to be at the given positions every week uh i think it's like one quarterback two running backs and a wide receiver slash tight end spot and that one's really fun too because you just take take shots and um they have all sorts of different games so yeah get in there that's our promo code rv radio get a free game and go crazy yeah absolutely also, uh, stay, stay tuned for my app and development trade which is gonna be dfs with trading so <laughs> Uh, you know, in development. Oh, I see. Uh, that's gonna. That's a million dollar Trade. idea right there. Trade. Uh, horrible. <laughs> <So> um, <laughs> okay, with uh, with that Kareem Hunt discussion, let's let's move on to two players that I mean I think are really tough to value, uh, and I think are staying very difficult to value, and that's Amari Cooper and uh, Sammy Watkins. Um, what are we doing with these two guys? They're 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 killing us. It's a weird spot. Um, I think I think Cooper, I think Cooper kind of lives and dies with um, with Carr right now. It's it's kind of weird, um, but Crabtree hasn't really been you know all that great. That offense really hasn't been all that great. They've had like one strong week. Well, it seems like all year. Obviously, um, Cooper had that monster week, but it's just kind of a it's kind of a weird place. That that team just doesn't seem right. Um, obviously we, we kind of talked about Watkins a little bit with Goff. Um, he's going to have his big games and he's going to have his misses. He's, he's kind of, I think I said it before. He's a high variance guy. It seems at this point. Um, but he's got to get some, they've got to get him more targets. Uh, but when they're, when they're blowing people out and and they're putting up 50 burgers, it doesn't really matter, um, for them to get him more targets. I think we need to see him with more targets earlier in the game, um, for us to really consider him in that that wide receiver one category that he was in for the longest time. I think he's, he's more in that mid a mid wide receiver two range, maybe early wide receiver two. Um, but he absolutely has the potential to be a one. I still have Mari Cooper in that wide receiver one range, um, which realistically they should probably both be uh, a wide receiver two, but my Amari love knows no bounds. So that's outrageous. You so you still got him as a wide receiver one, huh? Yeah, I've moved him behind more of the people that I had him in front of. So I'd like I, picture just, you and Ryan McDowell like at like like on the Titanic and like you're holding <laughs> you're like Ryan McDowell's holding on to you while you're floating in the water and you guys are not gonna let go of Amari Cooper. We we did that in Chicago and we hung out for a few hours. It was just we what, talked you, like, about Amari got Cooper, like, held hands. You like filled up the bathtub with ice water and got in. Like what what yeah. what did you guys do? Full smooch sesh. That's I mean that's just how it goes. <laughs> talked about Amari Cooper. That's that's what you do when you're with Ryan McDowell. Teamed up that abandoned car downstairs it's, is what you're you saying. You talk about you talk about Amari Cooper and you talk about Randall Cobb and that's it. You don't need to have any other discussion topics. You can go for days talking with Ryan. <laughs> okay, um, what? I guess I'll kick the Nathan because I I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> uh, my my take I, I've been on the Watkins is underrated. Watkins is being uh, undervalued train, and I think I'm moving more towards Watkins is valued correctly and that like late second, early third round startup value. And I think that it's now Amari Cooper is overvalued because I think he should be valued similarly to Sammy Watkins, but people still find 
uh, Cooper to be the, the safer play and the, the guy who is going to have the better future. So I think that they should be valued similarly. And I'm, I'm moving from Sammy is undervalued to Sammy is correctly valued. Well, I mean, I think both still have a nice buy window. It's just, I mean, you've just got to hold on to your butt and, and make the purchase, <laughs> right? Like it's like, it's like uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park, like hold on to your butts. And I mean, can we have a conversation about where they where they should be going in those in the wide receiver groupings? I mean, obviously you have OBJ Evans, no, Julio. What? No, I'm just kidding. We can't have that conversation. Oh, okay. we just asked if we could. <laughs> well, I just want, I just want to figure out where they're going, right? Because we have OBJ <laughs> Evans, Julio, uh, Antonio Brown, um, DeAndre Hopkins is up there now. Um, what? Who else is is there? I mean, AJ Green. Maybe he's been spotty, um, but I mean, he's those these guys are probably closer to that Brandon Cooks um, range, and I hate pushing either one of them back that far. I still would prefer Amari, but I'm not sure that I would prefer Sammy at this point. I think I think Cooks has almost built himself in a little bit of a floor when before he was the biggest boom bust guy that there was, and now it seems like T Y Hilton's falling into that that mold a little bit. So where are we slotting these guys in for, you know, I guess what would we prefer? Would you prefer a Brandon cooks or Sammy Watkins, Nathan cooks over Watkins right now? That's crazy. Okay. I mean, it's, it's crazy just that we're here. At, you know, actually, no, I won't say it. I, I, I'd still take Cooper over cooks, but it's very like literally if, if you gave me like a mid second, I, I would take the, the, uh, that, that side, whether it's with, Cooks in a second or Cooper in a second. I'll take I'll take the second along with it. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's probably gotten to that point. I still don't know that I would I would make that deal. Um, but I really can't. You really can't tell any talk anybody off that ledge. I mean, what about what about AJ Green? Would you take AJ Green over both of them? I would take AJ Green easily over both of them. I, I wouldn't take AJ Green. I, I would have AJ behind Sammy, Amari, Keenan Allen, all those guys. Cooks. Wow. So the the age cliff is hit. I'm still not there. He's still a first round guy for me. Yeah, I think he's back in, maybe early second for me. But I think they're. I think those three. I think if you took AJ Green, Watkins, and Cooper, I, I think those are three you could have a legitimate discussion about as to who should go in that next spot. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're going to find is Watkins and Cooper just aren't going to move. There's not going to be that many deals with them though, for almost the same reason that Nathan talked about earlier, where if you bought them, you believed in them and loved them yeah. and paid a fortune to get them or drafted them super early in your dynasty rookie draft uh, that you're to, to abandon ship now uh, after a bad half year, you know, Watkins is in a new system. So maybe he just hasn't figured out his spot yet. Uh, Cooper's in, I don't know what's going on in, in Oakland, but he's not, I mean, it's only been what a bad half of a season. So um, yeah, I just, I think you're gonna have a tough time prying those guys out of anybody's hands. Yeah, you can't, but, you can't really take an L out. I mean, if you pay top 10 prices, for which I'm guessing most people did. Uh, some people probably got lucky and got Sammy, you know, mid-second-ish. Um, but realistically, when you were acquiring these guys, they were they were first-round picks. So you can't really take a top 5 or a top 10 pick and then just be okay settling for, like, a top 24 asset. It's, if, you, if you bought that high, you, you can't really sell low if that's what you're planning on doing. You just stick it out, give them a little more time. I think both both are still elite talents. We just We just need to see them get more looks and, and we need some more consistency out of them. Obviously Amari's still getting the, the looks, but he's just, he's got to stick with it. He, there's something going on. 
Yeah, I think so too. I mean, and Watkins, he he might not even be with the Rams next year. This is the last year of his contract, right? So he could be in a whole different situation next year, or he could assimilate into that offense and be the number one. So, uh, okay, let's do that. Let's take that discussion and wrap up the show since we're now going a little bit long. Uh, do want to remind you guys, what's it? Go ahead, Nathan. No, that was me. Twitter poll. Oh, let me uh, – sorry, you guys cut me off there. Let's check the Twitter poll. Um, to wrap up the show, do, 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 uh, It is 56% Josh Gordon, 44% Mark <laughs> Davis. Twitter wow. loves them, Josh. Wow. Yep, and he's not even reinstated yet. As of this podcast, Josh Gordon not reinstated. Well, he's conditionally reinstated. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Not. He's not on an active roster. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Uh, That's insane. Uh, I mean, I, I, I I do get it. I totally understand because everyone is so in love with Josh Gordon, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, As we wrap up the show, I want to make sure uh, to remind you guys, go rate and review the pod. Uh, Five star reviews are always appreciated and uh, nice things always make us blush. So, uh, Thanks to all those that have rated and reviewed, and uh, and like I said, it helps Twitter or it helps uh, users find our podcast when they search Dynasty content. So if you enjoy this Dynasty content, help others find it as well. Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up the show uh, for uh, Nathan, Dan, and myself. The boys are back in town, uh, and hopefully we'll just keep this train going, guys, and and not let Nathan run shows on his own. No lie. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.